Thanks for listening to The Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. And so it's not just troubling you, but actually that thing comes and it begins to form a root system through your heart and through your life. And and then it doesn't stop with you. It just continues on. Mm-hmm. And that root will get a hold of anybody that allows you <clears throat> to speak into their life. Mm-hmm. You talk to somebody long enough and you're going to hear from their heart. Right. At first you'll hear from their head. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear from their experiences. But if you begin to talk with somebody, they will eventually begin to open up their heart to you. And if they are defiled in heart, you can guarantee this, that it's going to come after you. Right. Because they cannot help but to defile other people. Right. And they question everybody else's motive. Oh, absolutely. Because actually their motive isn't correct. When yeah. you're defiled, you can't, even, you can't even trust, you know, your motive and do things. So, like, they'll look at other people that are blessed and they'll they'll automatically think that they did something wrong to get that blessing. It's like, you know, looking at someone who has a nice car, oh well, you know, I'm sure that, you know, they're they're stealing money from the offering. I'm sure they're doing drugs. Uh they sell drugs. Uh that's how they that's how they're able to afford that that house or that car. I mean stupid stuff. Like really stupid stuff. Um and so um because again, because the motive isn't right. The heart isn't right. You speak out of their own heart. What's, right. What's in their heart. Right. And because so, out, of, out of our heart flow the issues of the life. The mouth speaks. Right. And the mouth speaks, yes. These, this, is all, this is all the word of God. And, you know, there might be some people, well, maybe they've already turned us off. They've already, okay, we can't handle this. This is a little too straight. Because, sadly enough, the majority of churches, they won't go this straight. Mm-hmm. Especially on a Sunday morning. Right. They wouldn't dare preach anything that would be uh, something that would confront people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just like, you know, Bobby Ferris' song, you know. Um, I don't even know who Bobby Ferris is. Oh, Be Happy. It's just like a, oh, okay. Do, 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 do. And um, so, you know, don't worry, be happy. That's the way most churches want everybody to be. We don't want you to be concerned about anything. We don't want there to ever be um, a furrow in your brow as you would come to to service. Nothing that would offend your mind. Certainly nothing that would expose your heart. That would be terrible. If people's hearts were exposed in church, what would actually happen? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what would happen. Things would be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Things would be dealt with because that's, I mean, the, the heart of man sometimes, the Word of God, you know, um, talks about it being fallow ground. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be, it needs to be dug up. Um, you got these hard clods of dirt. If you've been out, you know, ever done any gardening or anything like that, you know, you've got to go out there at least with a hoe. Mm-hmm. And, and break those things right. up, you know, if not some sort of a tilling machine or um, whatever mm-hmm. they're called. Um, but you've got you've to break things up. 
again, that's what the Word of God does. Right. It goes in whether it's, and, and that'll even deal with rocks, not just clods of dirt, but but it'll it'll destroy things that that are that are hardened and many people's hearts are hardened and because they're hardened they can't receive they can't receive the water of the word right the water of the word just kind of goes and it might kind of take off one little layer but i want to tell you the word of god's got to hit hard and the majority of churches i'll say this the majority of churches deal very superficially, especially on Sunday mornings with things. Mm-hmm. It's very, very superficial. Mm-hmm. We don't want to say anything or do anything that would that would stir up anybody. And, and, and so, therefore, it's no wonder that most churches don't have altar calls. There's nothing that would convict anybody of sin. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, you know, uh, let, let's give you, you know, four points for how to how to live a happier life mm-hmm. okay well there's nothing wrong with that but is it going to produce changes in people's hearts for them to be like jesus right and how do you you know when you when you love people you really desire them you know each of us go through challenges in life like the word talks about that that you know that you're going to you're going to go through situations but of course we're to be of good cheer because the lord's already made a way for us he's already made the victory possible yeah. like we're you know he's he's actually already made the path forward we may not know exactly what that is until we're we're in the midst of it but we we can put all of our faith and our trust knowing that he's already made a way for us so i mean we don't you know we don't look at the thing like okay well we're if we pray enough we're going to get the victory no we are the victor we've it's already been made possible for us Amen. But the thing is, is how do people walk through difficult things and know that, know you're in victory and that you're going through this thing. This thing is not going to take you out. It's actually going to be used to further you, to take you up higher, to get rid of your enemy in the midst of the situation and to develop some real fortitude on the inside of you. Your faith is going to grow, of course, when it's challenged. But when you when you love people, you actually preach a straight word to them so mm-hmm. that they have something they can apply in their life, they can grab hold, and they can allow the work of the Holy Spirit to take, to take part in their life so that there's nothing actually that'll, that'll hinder you. You've got to learn how to deal with tough situations it's like when you're you know if you know obviously i'm not i'm not a a medical doctor or anything like that but the thing is is when i i do know enough to know that when you know doctors when they're going through all their schooling and their training and stuff they're not training a doctor to be like okay everybody's coming in healthy and so there's nothing you're going to have to do you're just going to encourage them to keep living healthy no, actually what they're training them to do is deal with like emergency situations, right? When someone comes in and their arm is broken in two, what what do you do? Do you just tell them, fine. oh yeah, you're going to be fine. It's all going to be okay. No, actually, we're going to have to set that arm. Here's we might band-aid. have to go through, yeah, we're going to have to go through maybe some painful moments here. Um, We'll give you something to help with the pain, but we're also going to cast the thing and we're going to do this. Or, you know, someone comes in and they're bleeding to death, you know, everywhere and they can't breathe or whatever. That That's like an emergency type situation right and then but I mean everything at least is supposed to be to get them back to health right so you know all the different things that they can do of course it used to be that you know medical um the way that that um 
doctors, nurses, medical people were were uh, trained and taught was all actually from a homeopathic um, way or whatever. Yep. And of course, so until true. it was like the Rothschilds and, you know, different ones that, right, that, that, that um, you know, hijacked the whole, you know, educational system with Yale and Harvard and everything. And then, of course, it went a different d- direction. And of, of course, it's all funded now by pharmaceuticals and stuff. And, you know, um, if you didn't, if you, if you, you know, don't believe what I'm saying, then just do your own study. It does actually won't take you very long um, if you just, you know, just study it out and you'll see the whole thing and then it'll help you understand, you know, the whole, um, you know, the influence behind the the system and, and all that kind of thing. But anyway, if going back to, you know, as Christians, that our heart really should be and our desire should be that when we understand, when we, when we love people, then we're going to be that faithful friend. We're going to be that faithful minister. We're going to be that faithful, you know, Christian to be able to help people through things. And that means that sometimes you got to deliver a tough word. Why? Because you care for someone. If someone's getting ready to, to step off a, off a cliff and they don't even realize that, then you would certainly cry. If you love them, you would cry out. Even if you didn't, even if you didn't even know them, you'd be like, uh, stop right now. And you'd grab hold of them so they didn't fall, right? So that they didn't go because of how their life would be destroyed. We have to have that same perspective and we do as pastors, you know, oftentimes my husband will say, I'm a shepherd here. I'm, I'm to drive off the wolves. I'm to drive off the, the enemy. When I see that, that he wants to bring something into your life that is devastation, I'm here to do that. And I will even give a word to prevent you so that you recognize we're all about, you know, equipping our people. Of course, we preach, you know, the, the gospel, we preach the good news. Part of the good news is though the enemy is defeated this is what he does. These are his tactics. Understand yeah. that you're the victor, that you have the authority over him. You have the power over him, but you've got to stand upon that. You've got to, you've got to take authority. You've got to recognize this is the way he's going to come in. And of course, one of the, one of the, the biggest things the enemy is always trying to use against people is to get them offended. Oh, Why? Because they yeah. back off then. Yeah. They back off from God. They back off from his people. They back off from the power of God. They back off from declaring their authority over the enemy. Yeah. Very true. It's an easy way for him to to get people to And it to happens back off. everywhere. Oh, it, absolutely. it happens in our church. Right. Absolutely. People get offended cuz you preach too straight, you know, or you know, I mean just You don't just look at them straight. Things. You didn't say hello, you didn't and I'm not saying that we have a of a church of offended people. I'm not just saying that. I'm just saying as a general example, yeah. that's what he will do. Yeah, but I, I but I was saying that that it happens in every church. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Doesn't matter how spiritual of a place it is. Right. I mean, it can be a church, you know, where the Holy Ghost is, you know, the the fire of God is moving, the Holy Ghost is flowing, and everything like that. But there are people who who still they take offense. Yes. And other people's words defile them. Mm-hmm. And or what they heard, it's not that they heard it themselves. They heard that somebody said this. Yes. Or oh, they heard yes. that somebody heard that they that so and so said this right. about something else. Mm-hmm. And so I heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend. I heard, heard it from, from the grapevine. <laughs> Nothing like the old Chris, Christian uh Gossip grapevine. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> yeah. In the form of a, I'm praying for you, brother, <laughs> sister. It's, it's, just, it's, it's just ridiculous. So, to you say, Wilson, how, 
you say then, so how do I get free from bitterness of heart? Mm -hmm. Are you ready for this? <laughs> hey. gird, gird up your loins. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> you're not going to like this one. I'm, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to like this. If you have a bitter heart, <clears throat> I'm getting ready to deliver a bitter word to you. Uh -oh. Okay? Because to the hungry, if you really want to get free, to the hungry, everybody, every, every bitter thing is sweet. Okay? Mm, and so yes. if, you, if you say, I truly want to be delivered from this, then get ready because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a, a straight word and it's not a word that you haven't heard before even. And it's not a four-letter word even. But <laughs> it's something that is going to just like, you're going to go like, no, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And so if you have bitterness in your heart and that is flowing out of you because of your words and your actions mm -hmm. and you actually, with your words or your actions, and maybe, maybe you say, well, I'm not doing anything. Well, maybe it's what you're not doing, like not showing up at church anymore. <laughs> where you could be a blessing, where you're supposed to be a part of the body of Christ, but you're not. Mm -hmm. you're, you're MIA. You're, you're just sitting at home complaining, well, I watch it online. I want to tell you, you have a bitter heart. <laughs> and you are the issue. Not the person you're mad at. You are the issue, actually. And here's what you have to do. It's called forgive. <laughs> forgive. Forgive. Right. Matthew 18 deals with forgiveness. Because Peter wanted to know when he came to Jesus, well, how many times do I have to forgive this person? Do I have to, give, do I have to forgive them seven times? And Jesus said, well, yeah, that's, that's a good start. No, no, not seven times. And so Peter kind of goes, well, that's awesome. He said 70 times seven. I think he expected Jesus to go, oh, no, why would you think you'd have to do it even seven times? Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I think Peter, that was, right. that was like maxed out. Yeah, in his mind. Do you mind. think I should even forgive him like seven whole times? Because, because this, seven is the number of completion. Right. But Jesus, Jesus said, well, let's not just do ten times that. Let's add another seven, another, another completion to the ten times that, and 70 times seven. And so it's just like, this is a massive number here mm -hmm. of how many times it, it's just like, so you couldn't even, you would lose count. Right. By that time, you would lose count how many times you had to forgive that person. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean you forgive the person because you realize they're right. Oh, exactly. That's usually the hang up because... We don't want to, because we think if we humble ourselves, because that's what forgiveness takes. It takes you, you got to humble yourself. You got to humble your heart, right? And you got to, and in order to forgive the other person. And honestly, you're in the wrong because you're in unforgiveness. Notice that you're, you're in sin. You're in the type of sin that takes you to hell. Okay. So you're wrong. So well, that's why you have to ask God to forgive you. Do what to him? The kind of sin that takes you to hell. Oh. I suppose all sin takes you to hell technically, right? It does. But actually. but but people don't realize that they're in sin because is sin. all they say when you address them on it is like, "Well, but they did this to me." Yeah, but but you're holding them in unforgiveness. It's true. And so, you know, the word even um, talks about, of course, in, in Mark, in Mark 11, um, 23, 
It, of course, you know, it starts out there, you know, verily I you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, he'll have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things, soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, you shall have them. Mm-hmm. Notice this is Jesus. He's talking here about how you how you receive things, how you get things, right? Then, but notice all within the same thing in verse 25. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, it didn't say if you it's okay if someone's done you wrong. No, if you have ought against any, that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. So see, you're you, you think that you're justified in your unforgiveness and you're justified even in sometimes it's even like it hasn't even gone all the way to unforgiveness, but it's like in hurt and everything. Yeah. And, and you think you're justified in that you because the other the person's actions were wrong and you believe that yours were right. Yeah. And it, it's horrific. It, it's very difficult when things happen to you, especially if they're like traumatic things and they, they went against your will. You had no, you had no control over it. This happens a lot of times like to children, to teenagers, you know, sometimes even to, to adults, like traumatic, things or whatever, you still have to forgive. Why? Because if you don't, God doesn't forgive you. Do you understand you don't make heaven if you're not forgiven? Do you understand you can't receive anything from him? Backing up again to verse 23 and verse 24, you can't receive anything from God when you're in unforgiveness. You have to make a choice to forgive. And that's what it starts out as. It's simply a choice that you choose over and over again. But at some point, it actually becomes a revelation to you. It actually becomes heartfelt. And that's what I think a lot of things people are like, okay, well, when I feel like forgiving, then I'll forgive. Yeah, but you're never going to feel like you just got to take the step and you've just got to, and I, you know, um, not that I've, I haven't had near, 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 near the traumatic things that other people have had happen to them. And my heart goes out to you. Notice I'm not saying this because I'm, I'm being critical of you or anything. My heart really goes out to you, but I'm telling you, this is the way that you get free. And you have to be able to do this because otherwise the enemy just will pile one thing on top of another to you because you have an open door to the enemy. And this is how people stay in these cycles of traumatic things happening to them. They stay in cycles of abuse. They say all these types of things because they don't do the things to be able to get free. And you've got to be able to do this to shut the door to the enemy because you will continue to become defiled because there's an open door to the enemy. And so you have to just go forward. You have to say, you have to make a choice. Okay, it doesn't matter what anything is anybody else has done to me. I make a choice. Nobody can ever take away your ability to choose except for you. God's given you a free will. Nobody can take that away. Mm-hmm. But you've got to make a choice. You've got to, I make a choice to forgive. And so you, you, you do that and you say, Father, please forgive me and I forgive this person right now. And then, of course, it may even, may only take a couple seconds. Maybe it happens immediately. Maybe it's another, you know, you're just going along and it's like five minutes later. And, of course, the enemy brings the thought back to you. Like, oh, but they did, the, they did this to you or whatever. Or it's like oh, the feelings and the emotions, they come too, right? The memory comes. Right then, you make another choice. I forgive. In Jesus' name, I release them. I forgive. I forgive. 
And guess what? Here comes another memory or thought. But as you're faithful to do that, you are actually establishing your breakthrough. You are actually going forward. It doesn't, the enemy's gonna, gonna say, this is stupid. You shouldn't be doing this. There, you know, you, you, you might be forgiving them, but they don't forgive you. And he tries to like bring you, he'll do whatever tactic he can to try to keep you bound. This is the way that you get free of it. And this is the way that that you that you go forward. Absolutely. That you ensure your freedom, not just here on earth, but in eternity as well, where you're going to spend eternity at. And I promise you, it will get easier. It will. It definitely will. Because the enemy, the enemy loses his stronghold. And see, of course, he's going to grapple. He's going to be trying to do whatever it takes to be able to, to ensure that he can keep his grasp on you and keep that open door into your life. And so it's a battle. It takes a discipline of the mind in order to be able to do this. 100%. But I'm prom- I promise you it'll get easier and easier and easier. And the next thing you realize that, that the enemy brings a, like a memory or like a thought, or you see the person or whatever, and you realize, realize like, wow, that has no hold on me. It's, it's like, it's like it happened to somebody else. You, it's not, you forget everything. It's not that you don't recognize or whatever, but there's, there's no emotional attachment that will happen to you and you'll know you're free. And then guess what? The most awesome thing is, is that you can then help other people to be able to be free. And of course the enemy doesn't want you to do that. He recognizes that's what happens as a whole process. That's how God uses. See, God turns everything for his good. Exactly. And, and the most awesome thing is, is when you can give out of that and, and you can bring freedom to someone else. It's so cool. Amen. And God, that's what God's desire is for each and every person. Yeah. But you have to understand that forgiveness is not just an option. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not an option. It is a must. Right. If you do not forgive, you cannot be forgiven. Mm-hmm. If you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. If And since no sin will enter heaven, you will not go to heaven. And so you must deal with unforgiveness. You must forgive people. And the, 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 the proof of that is going to come out of your mouth and it's going to come out of your, uh, your actions and everything like that. And so you won't be acting in a way that shows that you have unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, okay, I don't, I don't want to be around that person because I'm offended by them. Well, you know what? If you've forgiven them, then you know what? You'll, you, you won't have a problem being, being around them. Right. I'm not saying that, okay. Your best friends. Not, I'm not saying your best friends or anything like that. And it's depending. Maybe you've been you've been abused. Somebody, somebody has been physically or sexually abused by somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even suggesting that you become friends with them or no, everything or like hang that out or them. hang out with them or anything like that. But you have to, you have to, um, you have to forgive them. You have to release that. Okay. Right, right. And you have to allow God to do a healing inside of your heart. But then there's other people who, who hold grudges against people mm-hmm. just because somebody did something that you didn't like. Mm-hmm. Somebody said something to you or or about you or, you know, that they didn't like what you did or something like that. And so you just like, you know, 
keep them at arm's length, you won't go anywhere near them. You won't go. You won't sit in church with them. Mm-hmm. You won't. You, you you won't have anything to do with them. That is your issue. You have to forgive. And if you do not forgive, your sins will not be forgiven you. You can go to God and you can say, Lord, I'm a really great person. And Lord, please forgive me. Again, Matthew chapter 18, you know, the, the one who was, um, you know, he owed the, he owed the king. And, you know, king, I'm a great person. And so the king says, okay, you know what, I'll forgive you. And then he goes, but he won't forgive that other person. Mm-hmm. He won't forgive the other person. And so therefore, the king says, since you won't forgive, then I want to tell you, you cannot be forgiven. Instead, you're going to be tortured. Mm-hmm. That's hell. That is, this is a parable of, of a person having to spend their life in hell because of unforgiveness. It's not that the king, like the king of the world, the king of our hearts, would not forgive us, mm-hmm. but you you keep forgiveness from actually being a part of your life. You cannot receive forgiveness mm-hmm. unless you forgive. Yeah, so true. And it's, it's a huge thing. It is a really huge thing. And so in this area of defilement, um, it, it's, it's something that you have to allow the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse you from. Right. And you have to be accounted as righteous. Right. And there's a grace that comes upon you to actually be able to do that. If you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me. Like, help me. I want to I wanna forgive the person. I want to walk in unforgiveness. Because initially, it seems like it's, like, impossible. Oh, especially yeah. when it is. Because people have this, this thing that they think sometimes, okay, well, I'm going to have to, like, go back and relive, you know, the whole traumatic thing. And, and sometimes even counseling has tried to get people to do it. Like, that's, so you got to walk this path of forgiveness. So you got to go back through every little, you know, thing. And, it, and it, it's literally... Literally, like you, you don't have to do that. You, I love what Pastor Rodney. Um, I've heard him say many times. Um, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. He says, you know, let the Holy Spirit be in charge of the archives. So, in other words, when if the Holy Spirit reveals something to you, the awesome thing about it is it's because He wants to bring healing and restoration, not for you to relive, relive some traumatic moment. No, that's not that's not the point of it. It's actually so that you you surrender. You say, Holy Spirit, I ask you to do a work in me. I ask you to forgive mm-hmm. me. I make a choice to forgive, and then and then he he doesn't. He wraps his his arms around you and 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 brings healing and restoration. So this isn't even something that we're talking about that you have to just do on your own. Of course, yes, you've got to involve your will and your decision that I'm going to forgive and I'm going to keep going forward and I'm going to do the right thing. But his grace and the wonderful comfort of the Holy Spirit is right there alongside you to be able to help you to walk this out. And I think a a couple things that have, that just came to mind with me is, you know, for some, some situations that we're in, you know, maybe we can go back and we feel like it's our fault or I, I did something, I made a bad choice, a bad decision to be with that person or whatever it is that hurt me. You know, another thing is, is besides asking the Lord to forgive you and, and forgive someone else who has harmed you, you've got to be able to forgive yourself. Sometimes yeah. people feel like, you know, that it's almost like that what it is actually is it's like they're doing penance, this, this religious Thing of like, if, if I, you know, if I, you know, continue to feel guilty and I continue to beat myself up that somehow they're looking for justification. It doesn't come through that. It comes actually by you surrendering that and saying, father, 
I ask you to forgive me. Let the blood of Jesus wash me right now and cleanse me. You know, we're, we're viewed and, and, we, and we become and we are righteous by the blood of the Lamb. And so it doesn't do any good for you to sit there and beat up yourself to, to think, oh, I shouldn't have done that or whatever, because it's a way that the enemy actually holds you captive. So you've got to release things. Even when we've, we've made, made mistakes, there's no perfect person, okay? And so no. you just got to be able to just, and, it, and it's really recognizing the blood of Jesus covers this. When you sit there and you forgive, I mean, and you refuse forgiveness, it's almost like the blood of Jesus wasn't enough for you. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to be able to let that go and realize that when we hold things, even like hurt and, you know, in any type of negative emotion, even like regret, rejection, all of these kind of things, actually what happens is it's detrimental to our physical body. Remember, we're spirit, soul, and body. So these things affect us on all levels. And you've got to be able to to release things so that it doesn't affect you in a, in a negative way. Of course, you know, sometimes people just, they don't realize these things, but, you know, through, through science, they've actually proven that 87% of sickness and disease is caused, it stems from negative emotion, mm. negative things in your life, which you wouldn't even, you know, you wouldn't think that because of course, again, what's the percentage? 87%. 87%. And so, because what happens is when you have, you know, you have negative emotions, you have negative thinking, all of these kind of things. And again, again, that's, that's anything from thinking I'm not, I'm not good enough. You know, maybe people have told you that. So you repeat that it's, it's anger. It's, it's all anything. I mean, there's so, there's so many different negative emotions, right? And so, but what happens is when you think those things, of course, they become a part of you. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you think those, there's actually then reaction, chemical reactions even that take place within your body. There's so many different things I can't even remember that are taking place at one time. We are the most complex thing, of course, you know, that God created. And so, I mean, we're just, we're amazing, amazing. Humans are amazing creatures. Um, and, and so totally, you know, complex because again, we're spirit, soul, and body. We're not just, we're not just a physical thing that runs from, you know, blood and, and, you know, organs and tissues and atoms and all that kind of things. We're, we're, we're a three-part being. And so we're completely complex. So when these negative, you know, things take um, place and, and toxic things, you know, we, literally it makes our physical body sick. And that's what yes, happens when, and, and therefore then there's diseases and syndromes and, you know, things that, that our, our body becomes sick. So it's vital. What I'm, I'm, I'm saying that to say it is vital the way that you think it's vital that you don't allow negative emotions to get a hold of you because literally they will make you sick. And a lot of times that, that is if you get at the root of people's issues, actually, e- even sickness and disease, mm-hmm. if you will allow yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to actually heal and deliver you at the very root of it, instead of just popping well. a pill or putting on, slabbing on some cream or whatever the thing is that, and it's not that some of those things are helpful, but notice they only deal with symptom, symptomatic issues. They don't deal with the root of it. You've got to allow the healer who is Jesus to go to the root to actually, he's the only one that can bring healing to you. There are some things that you can do, you know, some great, you know, supplements and herbals and essential oils and a bunch of different things that can help you 
bring healing, but understand Jesus is the healer. You got to let him go to the root of the issue. Absolutely. And so that, that, that's, that's, that's so good what she was saying there and everything. Like, because if you, if you take in those things that, you know, somebody said this, I mean, I mean, literally the saying, you make me sick. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody, or you can make somebody else sick. You can defile somebody with your words and you have to, and you have to, you will give an account on the day of judgment for your words. You will give an account for things that you have, for things that you've spoken. And, and so it's, it's so very important that, that if we know, and part of the forgiveness process is this, if you know that you've defiled somebody as a believer, you need to go to that person and you need to ask for their forgiveness. I'm sorry. You know, I said this, I did this, please forgive me. God's done a work inside of my heart. Because that actually lets them know that, hey, this person has, has you know, been, been purified. Right. Because you can't really, I mean, like, you know, you, you see somebody just in passing and everything like that. Maybe you've disappeared from church and you come back and everything like that. And it's like, okay, God did a work in me. But everybody's just kind of like, okay, the person's back here, but we probably have to still continue to dance around their their landmines <laughs> yes, in their life. Walk on eggshells around. Yeah, there. and that that those things should not be right. And so you need to you need to know that ones that you have defiled, you have spoken to, you have criticized others to, mm-hmm. you have you have puked upon them. Right. You need to go and you need to make those things right. Right. If you if you have spoken to if you've spoken to leaders in the church negatively about other people and because of of stuff in your life you need to clear yourself mm-hmm. not just not just going things you need to go the extra mile right and you need to make things right and that is the sign and indicator actually of maturity oh yeah and so people will respect you for doing that it takes humility to be able to do that to be able to do the right thing but actually not only are you doing right and you're lining up with the word of god and you're allowing god to be able to to then you know bless you and reward you but you will also gain respect in the eyes of people when you act like that and again this needs to be a pure motive i'm not saying you you put on something that you're not because the Lord knows, but I'm I'm just saying that that people don't don't realize that that actually is a sign of, of maturity as well. Amen. So let me just say this as we close here: if so, if you are defiled, you have to first of all renounce your defilement. The second thing you have to do is resist that spirit that keeps you defiled. Okay, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen. Okay. You have to ask God for forgiveness. You have to forgive people. Mm-hmm. Actually, forgive people and then ask God for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You have to receive God's word, the washing of the water, okay, and allow the word of God to do a cleansing work in you. You have to stay in his word. You have to walk in his word and in the, you know, and in the spirit of the word also. And you have to allow the Holy Spirit to to fill you up. Okay, you can't just empty out the garbage. You've got to get filled up then with the Holy Ghost. Yes. 
Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to bring this to a close for for this session here. We'll pick back up here on the next one and uh, talk about some more things in regards to uh, in regards to defilement. But we're so glad that you have been listening. We love you so much, and we really look forward to seeing you. Hope you have an absolutely amazing day. We love you. God bless you. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on Donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.